Hey guys, Sklar Brothers here with Daniel Van Kirk. I am here. And our guest on the show is our favorite murderer because she murders this episode. Karen Kilgariff, thanks for joining. It was my pleasure. What a joy. We, talk about, we talk about swords. Oh yeah. Uh, sword uh, stores. Sword yeah. stores. A guy who might have deserved to get attacked. Yeah. I'm not yeah. saying he did, but he might have. He's an e <laughs> Athlete, yeah, he's an, an athlete. athlete. That's everybody. all you need to know. That's all you need right. to know. Talk and about Claudia tiny, and her life changes. Tiny Sasquatches, <laughs> tiny Sasquatches, and the Sheboygan Clogger. Which, you, yeah, that, we need the town's help on that one. This is it. It is sword stores, tiny Sasquatches, <laughs> and the Sheboygan Clogger with Karen Kilgariff. You have to listen to this week's episode of Dumb People Town. It's the Starburns Industries Tape of the Month Club. 12 original cassette tapes delivered to your door. Each month, you'll receive a crisp new cassette tape of auditory delights made by some of the most funky and creative artists around. Featuring Dino Stamatopoulos, Natalie Palamides, Johnny Pemberton, Dan Harmon, future ladies of wrestling, Alan Resnick and Dina Kelberman, Dynasty Handbag, Jeff B. Davis, Rob Schraub, Lance Bangs, DJ Doug Pound, Cron, Open Mike Eagle, Ron Lynch, and on and on and on. Subscribe now. $13 gets you a crisp, unique tape in the mail each month. For $20, you receive a portable cassette player so you can listen to your tapes on the go. Here's how to order. For credit card customers, please call 747-888-0945. That's 747-888-0945. Or save COD charges and log onto the World Wide Web at d.rip forward slash sbi dash press. It's a good deal. Everyone knows. Now we're recording. Now we're recording. Hi, it's me, Busy Phillips. And me, Steve Agee. (laughs) And me, Andy Richter. I am so glad we didn't record like 20 minutes before I realized. That's the importance of you got to check the the levels. Oh, right, 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 right. Steve. So smart, Steve. So Thanks, smart. guys. Thanks, I said, guys. I just said a lot of racist stuff. <laughs> yeah, and you're lucky. Uh, you're lucky. Was I was not had plugged you, in right. Had you plugged into the wrong input? Um. Well, this is it. We're no doctors. The holidays are in full effect. Full swing. Last it's still a hundred degrees in Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah. So it's no fun. It's not. Well, I had I, the flu, guys. Did you see? Did you really did you watch my Instagram? That stories? was really quick. So. You know, I have two little children, as you all know. They both were felled by this 24-hour headache, fever, body ache. No throw-ups. Oh, good. But just, like, felt like shit for 24 hours. And what happened was, with me... That I got drunk in the middle of the day. Oh. Day drunk. And then... Well, when your kids are feeling bad, you know... No, 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 no. Oh, this that's, was, <laughs> that's how you deal with it. That's yeah. how you deal with it. Well, it is kind of, but no. No, this was like they had gotten this... They had, had had the flu like a week before. And then on Saturday, you know, we had had them for two days with no help. Mm-hmm. And then our nanny came on Saturday and I was like, let's get the fuck out of here. Right. And we went and met our friends, and our friends were drinking wine at lunch, and so then I was drinking wine with my friends, and then I got a little day drunk, came home, kind of passed out for a couple hours, and when I woke up, I had this insane headache, and Mark's like, yeah, you're hungover. Like, you drank too much wine at lunch, and you're hungover. Also, he's a dick. Also, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> um, that is not true. But but we were going to go see Call Me By Your Name with our friends and then have dinner with them. So he's like, you have to rally, take some Tylenol, you'll be fine. You're just hungover. So I drank a bottle of water. I took some Tylenol. I was like, really bad headache, though. This is weird. Like, I don't get headaches. We'll do a headache episode with Kelly Oxford where she can talk oh, about yeah, her migraines. those migraines that fell mig- her I for days. I get migraines too, yeah. I don't know what that is. My sister gets them too. But anyway, go see Call Me By Your Name. If you haven't seen it, it emotionally wrecked me to my core. I could not stop crying. It's the first time ever in a film that I was embarrassed by how loud I was like crying. Loud, audible crying. Wow. Could not stop. I was snorfling. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like I was just like Snorful. like oh. I was like trying to contain it and I couldn't and then it just would go <laughs> like in like the craziest like sobbing what a full day it was yeah. nuts and then we went to Kismet and I got to Kismet and everybody was having wine and I was like no guys I really still feel weird I drank a coke because in my mind, from growing up in my household, helps your stomach. Here's mm. how we handle any illness in the Phillips family household: is Coca Cola yep. and cinnamon toast. Oh. oh, I don't know. Sure, all right. Right, right. So I was like, I had some bread and I had Coca Cola, <laughs> and I got home and I was like, I really feel terrible. And Mark's like, You're fine. Take more Tylenol. You're still hungover. I was like, That seems I still go with. He's a dick. Crazy. Yeah, that's really dickish. By the next morning, I was like, No, this is definitely off. Like right. something's wrong. And then I was just in bed. Then he was not a dick because you know this, Andy, as a dad yourself. He took those children the whole day. Yeah. And I stayed in bed. I watched. The Keeping Up with the Kardashians show. Yeah. I slept oh, a ton. I took a bath, an Epsom salts bath. But I had that like my body hurt, behind my eyes hurt, my head hurt. I was just wrecked. And I then and I had a, a fever. Hang- and I had, oh, no, I had a oh, fever. Okay. I took my temperature. All right. I have a, I like have a thermometer. I had to get rid of my thermometer because whenever I thought I was getting sick, I would just. 24 hours obsessively just be taking my temperature that's so and weird freaking I out i don't think i've taken my own temperature in 10 years yeah <laughs> i got rid of my thermometer two years ago i got rid of it best but thing how I, do you I'm, know if you have a fever i don't i don't you i know, don't like what difference does it make i'm either well, sick or, or not well, if i have a headache for I'm me, like, i'll take advil or whatever it proved know. to mark that i was not hung over yeah that i actually was felled by something see but i have uh <laughs> I have, so you have I it gave for up, spite. I gave up years ago validating myself to my wife because I knew it was a Sisyphean task and I would never win. Uh, so no, it's important to me. Well, yeah, yeah, no, I don't. No, I know that uh, you, you know she's not that interested in me. Right. Uh, yeah, she's not that interested in me. That's that's the basic yeah. point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just don't. I, get I I'm getting over. Like I, I'm. I I am getting over a two week kind of cold head cold thing, and I just went to the doctor yesterday morning because I had some time because I have to you know be an announcer on a talk show, so it's sort yeah. of helpful if I can talk. And the doctor was like, "Did you ever have a fever during the whole?" And I was like, "I don't know. Why would I? You know what?" I don't know what I'm not that a baby. would different. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never noticed. It doesn't matter. I mean, I took medicine, but I, I didn't take my fever because it's like, I don't, you know, I don't know. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't occur, occur to, to me to do it. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't know. It occurs to me. I love knowing my temperature. Right, right. <laughs> I would obsessively do it, especially in the winter. Yeah. And I was also obsessed. This website is gone now, thank God, with a website called Google Flu Trends. Shut up. Which was yeah. a map of the United Shut States up. showing where all the... Where the flu was the, the worst. Where it was popping up. And so I was always checking it like daily. Both my kids got their flu shot this year. Yes. I have not I have gotten not. one. Mark has not gotten one. I think Ileana, our daughter's nanny, got hers. But yeah. I'm not sure. They give them out at the Warner Brothers gym. So Yeah, do it. I get them like... You just, it's when you're easy. on a set, though, sets are like just disease yes. breeding yes. grounds because it's like 200 yeah. people right. all eating the same food. And, and like, I, yeah, and I also touching the same things. And, and I, it's the people I work with, and it is having kids because even like my daughter's 12, but it's, you know, she still like sneezes into my face. It's so gross. Oh, They're so disgusting. Constantly, you know. Birdie did it this morning. I was like, what, dude, what? Yeah. Why? Or she'll, or I'll be sitting like, watching TV and just out of my periphery, a grubby hand will like shove food in my mouth. <laughs> like, like here, and there's no like any kind That's of like Sarah. prefacing. No, it's, it's, it's my daughter, but it's just like, like and then, so it's like, ugh. And and her hand, even though she's twelve, like her hand still, like oh if she holds my hand, it's, it's grubby. It's like, were you just gluing for mica to the <laughs> to the floor or something? What's going on with those weird? How can they be greasy and sticky? <laughs> Oh, oh my no. God. It's so funny. I relate so deeply to yeah. it. It's like really, really intense. Yeah. Having kids is a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really a barnyard. Tough. It's, it's really just a, a barnyard. barnyard. Yeah. yeah. And we've added these cats into it. I don't know why we have pets. In, on, I'm always shocked. Do you have a dog? We have two dogs. Oh, God. Like, I'm shocked with people that have like. Parrot. Oh, yeah. Good Lord, you have yeah. a bird? Yes. Yeah. Oh, we have a bird. Man. We have a bird because my son wanted a dog terribly, but he was so allergic that we just were... Well, it was mostly me, too, because I actually kind of like birds, but I'm, you know, I mean, I'm not crazy about them. Doesn't it squawk all the time? It's it's actually... It, it, it does occasionally, but you like... It, 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 uh, you get used to it. It mostly is just a pain in my ass because I'm, you know, like I am his chosen love. Like I am his. He bonded to you. Oh, he, and so, wow. like, it's basically. <laughs> so he makes little squawking noises and it gets. It ebbs and flows. Like sometimes it's all right. And he just kind of. And he's actually a really good bird as birds go because there are. <laughs> Do they the live place, forever? Do you have he lives, to... He'll be a... He will live about 30 years. He's 10 now. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jeez. And... Uh, I've heard that people, like, have to will birds. Yes. You have to, like, put them yeah. in your will because, and like... turtles. Yes. And, <laughs> and yeah, tortoises. Turtles, tortoises will live yeah, for yeah. 100 nuts. years. Yeah, um, no, it's... I'm not... We're not a bird person, but we got him because we thought, well, we'll get a pet. And my son liked it, having a bird. And he does, and he's a good, you know, he likes everybody. Does in the he family. wander around the house by yeah. himself? And now, now he does this really cute thing where he loves our dogs. Aww. And when you feed the dogs, because I put a little ladder up his cage so he can get <laughs> off the floor and run around and get back up. And he will oh come God. down off his cage. And they do this, they do this like head bob, yeah. like, you know, like, you know, like they're like back and forth. Uh, and what it's a, it, it's, it's a gesture of like 
uh, a parental gesture to regurgitate food. Oh, okay. But it shows that they're excited yeah, yeah, yeah. to see somebody. And like, some, like he'll do it to me sometimes when I come home and he'll be like, ah, you know. And he gets <laughs> and on the floor and, and our bigger dog, he gets right up by her bowl and watches her eat and just his head bobs. And like, Aww, I put a video of it once. He loves her. I know. I put a video of it once on Twitter and I said, he loves to watch a big gal eat. Oh my God, big gal. <laughs> <laughs> but he just gets so excited. And then the dog, the dog by now just puts up with him and they, and birds are weird too because they're not cuddly like some no. are right like I don't yeah I don't feel just, like how do you get how do you no, get in there I don't know they just want to be near you like right. so it's okay. kind of okay. like like to them just being near them like when you see two birds sitting on a wire that's like just next to each other that's the equivalent of like dogs laying in a pile I got it yeah oh alright so, we learned something on yeah. the show today laying in a pile mm-hmm. <laughs> birds birds dogs on a wire a pile yeah Dogs lie in a pile. They do. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Also, Absolutely. so do children. Yeah. Oh. So do the Olsen twins. I worked on a movie with them. They should have just been carried Lost around in, in a, New York. In a, right? No, it no. was uh, a New York Minute. New York Minute. Yeah, yeah. I remember New York Minute, Andy. Yeah. My daughter, one of my daughter's friends, was like obsessed with New York Minute she, for a minute. They would. For they, a were, minute. they were. They uh, were. They were like alternately, um, like. Seven-year-old acted like like little children, and then like cigar-chomping old showbiz professionals. Yeah, yeah. And old they, lady glamours. I, I really liked them both. They both were like really cool and really great. But in between shots, they like had these, you know, like an, kind of an entourage of women, and it was always sort of like. They would just go lay in a pile together, like them and their sort of their sort of like surrogate mom figures. <laughs> they really would. Just they like, had a was lot like to think about at age eight. Snuggling yeah. under pajamas. Like, yeah, but they had like so many licensing deals to wade through. They, got, they had a lot, man. Uh-huh. Is that Very other sister early. from the Avengers, older or younger? Yeah, younger. Elizabeth. Right. She, they're the oldest. The twins are the oldest, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I think so. I think so. Yeah. I believe that's true. Yeah. She's, From my Olsen She's knowledge. great in that Wind River movie. Who? Elizabeth Olsen? Yeah. Is oh, is that, Jeremy is that Renner. who that is? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize that. I didn't yeah. see Wind River. Wow. It's amazing. It's great. It's great. It's kind of rapey. Oh, I can't. Yeah. Too, see, that's mm-hmm. the problem. Can't There's, do it. I, like, I was going to tell Sarah, my wife, to watch it, but I was like, I told her, because I, I saw it on a plane, I think, and I told her it was really good and she's like oh maybe I'll watch it and I said it's but it deals with a legitimate problem on these Indian reservations yeah I don't want to watch it okay anyway (laughs) well we've been wanting to have you on for a while especially last week we didn't do an episode because of Thanksgiving but we were talking we were texting texting about being depressed because well I always have some sort of depression slash anxiety disorder that is either medicated or unmedicated, depending on the year. Currently unmedicated. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I've been medicated for 15 years. Straight. But I still get seasonal depression. Like, this, like, just before Thanksgiving till, like, right around New Year's, I just think, feel bummed out. Has that happened forever? Yeah. 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 Do you think that the time change has anything to do with it, Steve? That it's like people's circadian rhythms get all messed up and you get like like the earlier darkness. Right, it gets dark stuff. at four thirty. That it's might have something to do with it. Also also it's always just been 
an emphasis on being happy right, this right, time of year. Yeah. Like you're inundated with buy this for your family, do this, be happy. And I, it makes me feel less happy. Yeah. Mm. Or like a obli- obligated to right. be happy, which like when you have, in. which when you have depression is impossible. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I, and I like, I loved the thing that Andy yeah, tweeted. tweeted I'm sure you guys it. follow Andy on Twitter. How many followers you got? Two million? Five? No, no. Uh, not even a million yet. It's getting close, I think. Uh, you don't need like a million. Nine you don't need a million. Hundred. A million's too many people. Yeah, and I mean, and it, I always <laughs> feel like when you find out how many bots, uh, bots you have, that then it's sort of like that takes it away. Although it's I, depressing. Think, I think the last time I checked my Real followers were about seventy percent. So, oh really? So that's like kind of not bad. I had a million one hundred thousand, and then I deleted my account like in two thousand eleven. Yeah. Really? Started in, yeah. Why did you delete? What's your why? I was getting really a, a lot of them when I first signed up for Twitter. I did this stunt, I guess, where I was like, if I get five thousand followers by Friday. I'll re I'll do a live streaming video and I will read every single one of their names. And I did. And also Rain Wilson and James Gunn saw me tweet that. And so they retweeted it and my numbers started fucking going way up. And then on that last day, the Friday, just coincidentally in a perfect storm, Oprah did a show about Twitter and signed up for Twitter. And I was on a list because of this thing that I was doing where people were signing up for Twitter, they would automatically, yeah. And if you didn't unclick the box, you were automatically following me. What? And so I got like 5,000 followers just that day alone because of Oprah. And I love Oprah. And so that next Saturday, you were obliged to do that. Yeah. And I was on that list for forever. And so like I quickly got over a million followers. But they didn't know who I was. And so every day I was dealing with who Who the the fuck fuck are are you? you? You're not fucking funny. Why am I fucking funny? I was getting so sick of seeing that like 20 times a day. Do you let it get to you? Not anymore. I, 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 yeah, not anymore. I I don't check it that much. I go on, I'll, I'll tweet info or shows Uh or horrible shit about the president and, and that's it. I don't dwell on, that's all it on is Twitter. Now, I'm yeah. mostly Instagram. Just checking horrible shit about the yeah, president. Yeah. I'm mostly Instagram. No, it's Instagram. hard not to. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I, it's the only one I do. Like when you say, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I don't, like, my wife is on Instagram now probably more than Twitter. And, and she always, and my daughter's on Instagram. My I son's follows your da- I, I follows. Instagram. I follow your daughter. I follow your daughter. I follow your daughter. He follows your daughter. But I don't, I just feel like Twitter's, already a big enough time suck for me and i do use it um it's it still is a good thing for me because i use it uh as a news feed like i most mm-hmm. you know like a, a a movie comes out and twitter is why i'm aware of it because otherwise for sure. you know yes, yes. And, or somebody writes a really great piece in the new yorker and twitter yes. is why i'm aware of it you know yes. And so it's good for that. And then also, too, uh, and this this links back to the depression. I do have a tendency, especially now as I get older and then I have kids, I do think, and, and, and I think this is similar to most of my male friends that have kids. We don't have friends anymore. 
Like Sarah goes out and socializes and makes a point to like go out and do things with people. And, and she and I go out and do things with people. And I like doing things like she'll invite women over. And that's my favorite thing is to like to have a bunch of women in the house because <laughs> it's so much fun. It's so much more fun than women are to me. I just enjoy women's company more than I enjoy groups of men. Yeah. And, my, and I have great male friends, but I, thanks. I, <laughs> Um, uh, no, but you know what? It's like, I'm not a big sports guy. Right. I'm not a big, right. I, so like, there's like a lot of like typically male shit that I just don't partake in. Right. And, and I just think like, I don't know. I just, I, 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 I was raised mostly by women. I think I identify strongly with women and I like hanging out with women and I have more fun hanging out with women. And if there's like, if I go to a party full of strangers and the kitchen's full of women and the living room's full of men, yeah. I'm in the fucking kitchen. Yeah, you know? Mark is the same way. Yeah. He's the same kind of dude. Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, uh, you know, they're, I, this is all prefaced by the fact that I think most people are awful, uh, <laughs> which is Agreed. but no. But going back to my original point is that um, I do tend to isolate myself, and I do. And and Twitter is I can sit there at ten o'clock at night and be joking with friends, right? And and it's and it is the same as sitting around, not exactly the same, but very similar, and, and still gives me. A sense of community and enrichment of like connecting, and goofing out and hanging out and being stupid and being funny right. and you know, and I mean, and I have like people that I legitimately consider friends who I've never seen face to face, right? And then I and then I also have very dear friends that I met because of Twitter, yeah, you know, and they're they're IRL friends, yeah, you know? IRL. I mean, I talk about that a lot, which is that I. I hate this idea that like people that you meet via social media are not real friends. It's like you people have these like intense, really amazing connections with people. And that's what at its best. Yeah. We all know what the fuck it is at its worst. Yes. You know what I mean? But like at its best, it's like connecting you with people that you would maybe never get a chance to meet or speak to right. or I mean, you have something in common with and bringing us together. Wow. You know, in the late 90s and early 2000s, like when dating websites just started happening or even social networking and people were meeting, you know, their future wives or girlfriends, it was really taboo to say, we met on the internet. It was really like kind yeah. of like embarrassing to say, yeah, we met on the internet. Right. Yeah. And now it's just like... Dude, I feel yeah, like Mandy on, Moore said yeah. in People Magazine that she met her fiancé kind of via social media. Like, she knew sure. who he was, they knew who each other were, sure. and they met on Twitter or whatever. I, I also think, especially on Twitter, and I imagine on Instagram, it depends on what kind of person you are. Twitter's very suited to me in, like, uh, terrible attention deficit on me, and uh, I mean, I have a terrible attention deficit. So short, quick bursts of well-crafted jokes, like little, you know, like yeah. and, and, and and yeah, like that less than 140 characters and seeing how like getting to it as kind of like I've said before, like a small a art form. Mm-hmm. And then when you see other people and some of them are, you know, like wherever they're in Kansas or wherever and they're doing top quality funny shit right and so it's and it, it doesn't matter their age or whatever and it's <laughs> like it's like 
hey, that's that's somebody that's like me. Wait, you know? I, yeah. I'm not you know? going to like call anyone out, Andy, but like I get super, super fucking bugged when professional comedians like accuse these random people in the middle of some. I understand sometimes people steal jokes, but also like sometimes people just have the same observational oh, humor. Promise. And like, yeah. guys, you didn't fucking invent parental humor right, like you know yeah. what I mean like right. my friends living in Arizona raising kids are like thinking a lot of the same ridiculous exactly. shit as like sure. you you fucking professional comedian right, right. and I have like had moments before where like they've tried to like call it out and like dude I tweeted that you know like some woman from Ohio like some mom blogger like I tweeted that three years ago like I wasn't stealing your bit right, I've right. been doing it in my stand up like what this lady doesn't fucking know guys we're all yeah. having the same yeah. and by the way I'm a full believer in singularity so I feel like we're all having the same thoughts at the same yeah, fucking yeah, time yeah. anyway yeah. but I get so bugged like when people get all up in their high horse about like well and also I, my who fe- cares my feeling about that kind of stuff and I understand it's a different thing stand ups it's their business it's their like product but my feeling has always been and I've had people steal things from me and even in like a professional way like and and so I always just feel like I'll make more. I'll make more. I mean, go ahead, have it's it. So interesting. I'm yeah, really go good. Ahead, yeah, I'm know? friends with this businesswoman who has like been ripped off a bunch, and I'm like, I was talking to her about it, and I was like, what do you do? Like in those situations, do you, um, you know, do you litigate? Do you do whatever? And she's like, no, I I have plenty of ideas. Yeah, I'm like not worried about my right, ideas right. running out. Like. It's a bummer, but you know, I, that's what it is to be a creative person. Like when you come up with an idea first, I know a lot of writers and directors who won't open their emails on like social networking from strangers because a lot of people are like, I had an idea for a movie and here it is, blah, blah, blah. And if they somehow happen to write a movie that has the same premise, they don't want to get sued because the person will be like, I sent him that, that idea in the email, in an email. So they just don't open emails from, from strangers. strangers. Wow. That seems reasonable to me. I don't know why famous directors are getting emails from strangers anyway, but I guess... Well, just on social, social like network, oh, like oh, DMs. I, I don't I read see, a ton of my DMs, the ones that from people that I don't know, like don't follow. Do you? Yeah. Look at I, yours. I don't even. Mine are closed to people that I don't yeah, follow. Yeah, yeah. They're not open, right, right, so it's yeah. like it, you got to be following me in order right. to DM me. And people that I don't know very well will sometimes DM me frequently with the request for something, and I'll to do their medical podcast. Yeah, <laughs> is that weird? No, that's people. No, that's that's people that uh, text you directly at home. Yeah, thank uh, you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Are you in LA? Yeah, I That's, thought, weren't yeah. you in, like, New York? We were, we were, well, we were in New York a couple weeks ago, but we were in Colorado last week. Oh, that's what it was. Family Colorado. Thanksgiving. So, Andy, okay, so all of this is a roundabout way to talk about depression. Yeah. Which is that on Twitter, you had, like, kind of an amazing breakdown. Some fucking asshole tweeted something about, yeah. like, depression is a choice. Yeah, so, so, like, that was, is crazy. And it is always people who don't suffer from depression who say that. Of course. Of course. What an and idiot. that person, well, that, that person was tweeted into my timeline by one of my followers and somebody that I, you know, interact with regularly and like, and, and I just, like, I will, this whole thing about, you know, punching up and all that kind of stuff. If somebody says something stupid enough and I can get a joke out of it, 
I'm just my, you know, high, I'll quote tweet them and, and, and say, <laughs> and let your followers I mean, well, go. Well, because I do feel like I do, there's part of me, like, I understand the responsibility of having a lot more followers than somebody else, but also at a certain point, I'm a fucking person with feelings. That's and right. I, this is a playground. Right. And if you want to come on the playground and say dumb shit, somebody, I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, I, this 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 might be too coy, but you know, like because there definitely is sometimes, especially with people who say like really heinous, racist, whatever shit. You know, there you. I, I have certainly tweeted people with a sort of get 'em boys kind right, of right, right. kind of feeling right, if, yeah. if I feel it's warranted. But this one was just it just it just you know it's it just fucking hit me. The wrong way, and I was in a, I was in a, just it was, I was in a mood that right, morning, right, right, right. And I really, and I tweeted back. It was depression is a choice, and I tweeted back something like, you know, uh, <laughs> who was, would choose so, that? You know, oh, I think I said, uh, go fuck yourself as a directive. And, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. And then, and then I, and I was just thinking about. It. I was driving my right. daughter to school, and I, and I mean, it's. It's it's like saying to somebody diabetes is a choice and saying that to somebody who has, you know, like I have a sister that has type one diabetes. And if somebody had said that to her with the things that she's been through and the, you know, and the fucking like lodestone that she has had to carry through her life from this thing that she's not responsible right. for, that that it just that hit her, that it was just that it was dropped onto her yeah. and to say, like, that's a choice. You know, she would, it would, well, first of all, it would be absurd. It would be as, as absurd as saying depression is a choice. And I actually, I was driving and my daughter was in the car and I was like, I was, you know, like Fe- composing and fuming. And I had, and I actually did pull over and I just, I just kind of, you know, said, this is something I've had with me my entire life. And I have, uh, I have, you know, it varies to where, like, I sometimes have the suspicion that, like, I'll never enjoy things the way that people do. Like, I'll never, I will never, like, I even have sometimes, uh, you know, like, like the relationships in my life. Like, am I, like, and when I'm loving my wife, am I loving my wife and and feeling the same thing mm. that that healthy people feel? Right. And and that in and of itself, that sort of like mistrust for your own place in the fucking universe. Right. That's it's it, it it that's like the minimum of it. And then, like I said, and then the on the other spectrum is feeling like like being dead would be a gift. Mm. And uh, give me a minute. I know. I'm now. I'm sorry, uh, but like, and who would choose this? No one chooses yeah. it. No one chooses. I choose it. to feel like yeah, this. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. fucking yeah. insane. Yeah, I choose to like really feel like like I've got a like just a gross fucking monster. Uh, like a lead. Uh, so I've heard times. someone describe it as that, like that lead vest they yeah. put on you when you're yeah. at the doctors for X-rays. Yeah. Just like, just an additional weight that just yeah. holds you down. But I think that the thing about like not trusting your own feelings is really 
that's really like a profound thing, Andy, like to, to be able to articulate it in that way, because I feel like so many people that struggle with depression, anxiety, or any, I mean, they're all different, you know, it can take so many different forms and has so many different names and diagnoses or whatever. But that thing of like, not trusting that what you feel is the same as what uh, should you should be yeah, feeling what you should quote right. unquote or what normal is the normal thing to be feeling yeah. like I have also struggled with that my entire life yeah. and like you know I think that it's a really interesting conversation to have and not enough I don't think enough people are talking about mental health in general I mean the mental health situation in this country is clearly like out of fucking control it's, right it's the fact that. I did. Um, there's a guy named uh, John Moe uh, who he used to have a show on NPR called Wits. And the thing that he's been doing lately, he's from uh, Minnesota. And I was on his old show a number of times. And now he's doing, he had a sponsorship, I think, from, uh, it was like from something medical or, or AARP or something. I can't remember exactly. Um, about, uh, he did, he has a podcast that's about, uh, creative people and depression, and what a what a what a commonality it is to find people who are both creative and depressed. Mm-hmm. And it's I think it's called I'm going to get the name wrong, and I'm sorry, John. It's I think it's called the hilarious world of depression. And I did I did an episode of that, and I mean more than anything besides Howard Stern, like because you know uh, you can go on. David Letterman or Jay Leno and you hear two people, you go on Howard Stern and you for two years hear, you know, every week somebody like, who John Stern, but (laughs) more than, you know, more than anything else, this thing, I have people just coming to me and saying, uh, uh, just as an instance, uh, a guy at the hilarious world of depression. Yeah. The hilarious world. Yeah. And, um, a guy came up to me, and uh, I was getting coffee in the Warner Brothers commissary, and this guy with like a soft Southern accent came up to me. Look, really, but he's, you know, he worked in Warner Brothers, and he just came up to me and he said, he said, I just want to tell you that uh, you doing that podcast uh, probably saved my life. He said, because he said, uh, he said, like, cause where I come from, you can't admit. Mm-hmm. You can't admit. I mean, and it's just like, it's the simplest fucking thing in the world. It's like if you were walking around with a bone sticking out of your leg, nobody it's would say, sure. why the fuck aren't you, you know, everybody would be like, go that to the hospital. That bone is not a choice. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, that bone com- yeah. Compound <laughs> fractures are our choice. But this guy, it, it, it was so touching to me that this has happened. And I, and believe me, I'm like... I'm a fucking Midwestern curmudgeon, so performative celebrity, <laughs> you know, saying my struggle might help others kind of shit was always seemed like such a such a auto fellatio that I just I I always avoided it. But but this is something that I have really felt an impact in my yeah. life that that people just to hear in 2017 yes. to hear a grown man say. 
I've been on medication. I have a problem with depression. I go to therapy. And that there's people out there who go, oh my God, I didn't think that was possible. Right. It's fucking bananas. Right. Yeah. I totally. It's fucking bananas that, that, uh, that, that this isn't just a simple, simple thing. I know. And what a fucking better world it would be. Yep. I mean, you know, one of the biggest struggles with people in poverty is mental fucking yes. illness. Yes. If you could get, I mean, if I ever get to a point where I can make money, I'm going to go to poor areas and give Prozac out like fucking candy. <laughs> And see if that changes the employment statistics, I mean, for fuck's sake. For I mean, sure. Jesus Christ, it's so easy. Right. I mean, it's not easy. It's, it's not, hard. It's not. It's very hard. And and it's also and it's also complicated, and it takes time, and it takes money, and it takes, you know, perseverance, and it takes, like, all, all different yes. angles to, you know, some people get into cycles with eating, and then they feel like shit because they're eating yeah. shit, and then it's like... It's a science well, figuring it out. It's oh not God, something... You can just go in and, and everybody's different. And, yeah. and a lot of it is over medication is over prescribed or yep. misprescribed. Well, see, so I, you know, like I said earlier in the, in the podcast, like I have struggled my uh, whole life. And um, recently, like in the past year, I've been really dealing with it by doing these like really intense endorphin workouts every morning. Uh-huh. And for me, it's been like, fucking life-changing. Really? Yes. And I notice a difference between the days that I don't do it and the days that I do it. Does that just mean get your heart rate up real high? It's like, yeah. It releases endorphins. Or do you frighten yourself? I frighten myself. (laughs) (laughs) I really do frighten myself. No, I do like, uh, it's on like a mini trampoline and it's like, super like high cardio like hit kind of workouts uh-huh. like like interval Punching cardio and, and like like weight little weights and jumping around and I do it for an hour every fucking every morning wow. now for a year and I've felt a difference I mean I still definitely struggle and have my days but I have noticed such an impact in everything when I do when I've been doing these workouts. I probably still need medication, but yeah. according to my therapist, yeah, no, I've been, on, um, I've been on medication for I don't even know how long twenty years, and I don't I don't look to get off it. I mean, the last I switched some medications. I've had different sort of complications with ones, and that happens. I've been on. You know, I think the first one I was on was Zoloft. I don't even remember, and that's not like because of anything other than like I just forget shit like I just don't like I don't remember people's phone I'm bad with numbers and I'm just certain things I don't remember very well we're at that age yeah (laughs) and I but uh, I the most recently a couple of years ago I switched medications and the the sort of slope down and the slope back up I it was like uh Uh, any any kind of notion that uh, well maybe I can get off this meds because you do that when you start on them you 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 question oh I'm good now well you question the you question the authenticity of your life while you're under a medication Mm -hmm. right that's right you think like okay I do feel better but this is still fake like I still am using, I'm, I'm using a fake thing. Like it, it'd be the, you know, similar because I think we think like if you walk around high all the time, oh, well, of course you feel good, but it's not real. It's not a real satisfaction. It's not a real contentment. And I, so I used to have that. 
but I don't anymore because just that, like I say, that period between medications, it came right back. It came yeah. back that hopelessness, that feeling of of nothing. The whole. Nothing sustains me. The whole. Nothing. Children, job, love life, wife, nothing sustains me. And and so I just am like, well, all right. When was the first time you remember it? Like depression oh when i was a child like a when kid. i was a child yeah it's a, it's it's a, there's a big hereditary thing i think that i also think that um i also think that depression was a oh as a, a a definite entity within our family structure was mm-hmm. another member of the family growing up mm-hmm. and uh and one thing that depression does is protects itself much like an addiction and uh when you're really under it it you think you think you're getting out of it you think you're figuring out ways to do it but it's like you have a fucking you know uh, you have a you're an advisor in your brain mm-hmm. who is a spy and is working against you mm-hmm. and is, and is, is like trying to inside keep out. that depression. In, yeah. Did you see inside out? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I don't remember <laughs> the Well, just that they had all the little oh, people yeah, yeah, yeah. in the brain yeah, exactly, that were controlling exactly. what you're feeling. Did you yeah, see yeah. it? Steve? No, I never saw it's it. It's like literally the best. I'm taking cricket to see Coco today, but up until Coco, which this afternoon I'll get back to you. Yeah, uh-huh. I think that Inside Out is like the greatest fucking Pixar movie of all time. It's like the greatest children's yeah. movie of all time. Huh. Just in terms of like getting kids to understand your feelings are these little things inside yep. of you, and right. like you need to take care of them. I actually and listen to them. One of the one. I mean, one. My my mother was always, and this is I, I'm I'm lucky in this sense that my mother was always. A believer in because my mother suffers from depression, and uh, she was always a believer in in the talking cure uh, in, in therapy. Wow. And even when we were young, and like you know, there was there were dynamics in the family, and we went went to family counseling, and then I started going by myself uh, as a kid and went on and off. I mean, this was probably when I was in middle school, junior high, and. Uh, and then I, my, 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 you know, my, my, my parents divorced when I was four and then my mom got remarried when I was nine and that her second marriage, uh, fell apart while I was in high school. And, and, um, so it was, a, it was, it was a unhappy environment. There's a lot of, a lot of dysfunction, a lot of sadness, a lot of yelling, a lot of, a lot of, uh, uh just, uh, tension, just constant, constant tension. And I went away to school relieved to be out of there. And, uh, but even though I was so happy to be out of that unhappy house, it was my support structure. And I came apart like a cartoon cuckoo clock my freshman year of college when I got mm-hmm. there. just like gaboing. And, uh, really had a tough time and and went to into therapy and the, the, at college you go to therapy and it's free but you're getting grad students and the right. first one i had <laughs> the first one i had uh, he so had all true. kinds of religious shit on his on his like walls and and i was and it was like a, i think he really like kept trying to finagle it into some kind of like well jesus will help you where did you so, go to college university of illinois in champaign urbana oh, yeah sure and I didn't like him, so I, I quit him and went to another one. And it, this second person 
was down, I think, because my aunt later was, she went to University of Illinois for uh, her, her MSW, her master's in social work. And she said it was a, it was a technique that I don't remember the name of it, but it was basically this therapist uh, had me assign different voices. Like if, if there's, if there's this feeling that you're having, be that feeling and and you know it was like mm-hmm. role playing the different sort of That's exactly like exactly like the the movie uh, inside out inside out were yeah. you an actor in elementary middle high school or i was in high school, high school? i was in high school but i uh, but i mean our there was no it the, the the plays we did were really stupid and um i was already i was in speech team sure but like i had i had <laughs> i i did plays my freshman sophomore I think my freshman sophomore year and I don't remember exactly when it happened but they're really dumb too they were like from the 50s like there was a pajama game there was a fall one no worse than that like 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 scripts that Dean Martin and Jerry Lewis turned down um, and literally from the 50s there was like we did one our fall play was and I was in it I think it was the last one I did uh, was called Boys and Ghouls Together, and no. it was a Halloween, no, like true. romantic comedy. Yes, <laughs> and uh, but what had happened was is that I did the fall play, and there was uh, there was a, a girl that was a year older than me who was fun and funny, and we goofed around and like because it's and now knowing it, it's like because we were in fucking theater, we were like right. we were actors in theater, and we were fucking around like. The way, like the fucking lifeblood yes. of people that are actors and and uh, and having fun, and so I auditioned for the fall play my sophomore year, and the guy that that was the director of when they assigned roles, I knew, like I just knew, like I, I didn't, uh, not to be a dick, but like I was just better than right, everybody. of course, you just can tell, and um, and I went in, and he gave me a really small part and there was a part that was like it was actually probably like a racist caricature like probably <laughs> some kind of accent like this oh my god that I was able to do and I did the audition and people loved the audition and I didn't get that part he gave it to another kid an older kid and I went in to ask him about it alone and he said he said to me he said you know in the he'd been doing it 20 years he goes in the 20 years I've been doing this you are the best natural actor that I have ever seen in this school. But last year, uh, Mr. Barron's told me that uh, you and Julie Kraft were of quite a disruptive influence backstage. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a small part for this, and we're going to see how how you do. Dick. And, uh, what a yeah, yeah, dick. He's, he said, we're going to see how you do. And I wish I could say that I told him to fuck off and, right. but I did the part, but I just never went out for another play. Oh my and God. I, you yeah. were like, forget this. Yeah. I just didn't, I never went out for another play because I was just like, fuck it. I don't, I don't need this. That's shit. how I was with basketball. Really? I, I went to uh, Steve, this military kind of school. Turned out so differently. I was six foot seven. I, I was know. really good no, at you, basketball. You still are yeah. very tall. When Steve. I was at military school, our first game in Philadelphia, I at half, by halftime I had scored more points by myself than the other team together. We go in the locker room. I'm feeling really good. How I'm old like, were you? I was like seventeen. Yeah, and. Uh, I'm feeling really not cocky, but just like, oh my god, this is fucking amazing. I want to maybe just cocky. Do this. Let's, little little okay, cocky. Come on. 
The coach comes in, walks right up to me, <laughs> no. fucking slaps me. No, he does not. Slaps me and goes, you should have twice as many points. What? And the whole second half of the game, I think I scored one point, one, one basket. The whole rest of the season, I fucking sucked because I was terrified of the coach. A, uh, that's a really bizarro. That's crazy. Way yeah. to coach. Although I'm not a coach, I yeah. don't fucking know. No, no, that's fucked up. It seems not that's right. Like, that's that seems horrible. Right. People. I do remember my skills. theater teacher having a conversation with me about having to give other people a turn. Oh, yeah. But then she also was like, "You're going to be a huge star. Don't worry about it." Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> she was like, "You." Sh-. She actually she gave me very strange advice. She was like. Um, maybe you don't need to go to college. You should just like go pursue it. I was like, well, I know my parents are going to make me, I right, have right, to go to college. Right. Yeah, She's yeah. like, okay, but just start auditioning oh right away. Oh my God. If somebody tells my daughter that I'm dead. I, by the way, I believe I've told your daughter that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> no, she's, told me, she, think she's that, told me that she wants to, to act and I have told her no. And then she's asked me like, why don't you want me to act? And I said, number one, I said, you're, you're a young girl. You mm-hmm. don't need to go into places where people will just stand there looking at you, judging you. Mm-hmm. They're going to judge how you look. They're going to judge how you speak. They're going to yeah. judge yeah, how you move. They're going to judge so how you talk. She's so special because she she's going to do create, it later. Yeah, of course. But she's she going to create her own shit. Yeah. Your daughter's like, your daughter's like my daughter. Like, like they're going to write their own yeah. thing. And your do daughter's their own like thing. Amy Sedaris level bonkers. She's totally, she is. And, and yours she's, too. She's I mean real. that in a, the best so possible funny. way yeah. too. No, but yeah. I just, no, I, Obviously, I really all took also that as feel, a compliment, okay, good, Steve. Good. <laughs> I also just feel like too, I, I, and I've told her, she's like, she's like, I want to work. And I'm like, if you want to work, you're going to wait till you're 16 and you can get a job at in and out. Like you can do that kind of work. Cause, cause I also too, as, as a show business professional yeah. in making her a better actor, she'll get more out of working at oh, in and sure. out than she will going and auditioning I for agree. fucking Disney shows. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I, you look, I'm like all for my parents made me work at California. Pizza. Well, they didn't make me, but I worked at California pizza kitchen. I worked at, you know, like I think all of those things, Yeah, you need to have those life experiences Absolutely. and we're raising these like really precious children in this precious city of ours. But I am <laughs> curious, like, because I've had, you know, without like going too, too much into it, but like I, I, I've had some things with one of my kids where it's like been very triggering for me in terms of like, I see behavior where I'm like, oh, fuck, the darkness is coming yeah, for her. Yeah. And it is the fucking worst. Like, yeah, yeah. I, you know, like, I don't know how, because it is hereditary and it is like something that, you know, is passed along. And I had this conversation with my mom over the summer where I was like losing my shit. And I'm like, I can't do this. Why the fuck did I think I could have kids? Like yeah, what yeah. the fuck is wrong with me? And she was like, <laughs> my mom's so crazy. I love her. She's like, well, biz, you know, they know a lot more now than they did even when you were little and you're going to do better and you're going to breathe yeah. and it's going to be fine. She's right. And I'm just curious, like, what your, your kids are a little bit older than my kids, like, what your feel, if you've had any of that, like, anxiety, if you've had any of those things where, like, like, even when I think maybe some of my kids' behavior is just, like, normal kid behavior, but because of my yes. thing, I'm like, oh, oh, my God, yeah, oh, my God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, freaking the fuck out. And then Mark's like, you got to calm down because yeah, that's, like, yeah. 
I think, uh, well, number one, that's, that's, I mean, that's not like, I think that screaming at the sky, why the fuck did I ever think I could have kids, is the most motherly expression in the world, number one. <laughs> I mean, because that's, you are dealing with basically like the notion of, I always think about it in kind of like biological terms of that you're worried, we're still mammals, and we're still kind of these weird apes. Right. And you're worried about your kids getting eaten. Yes. By, by yes, tigers and yes, things. Yes. And that is a constant worry. Right. Men don't have that worry so much. They do kind of, but not on the same, not like in the same level. I mean, it's the, it's the reason that like that you will go probably, I'm assuming, why is this house such a fucking mess? Oh my God, it's the and, worst. and your husband will, no, I don't mean <laughs> that, but, but no, 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 no. And your husband will be like, oh, it doesn't look so bad. I mean, that's what like right. our thing is. Right, right. And it's the same kind of thing. It's like, I am so freaked out by the responsibility of these little lives that I have to look at every fucking detail. And it, why aren't you helping me look at all these fucking right. details? And if we miss any details, our kids might be eaten by tigers. You know, like it's, <laughs> it's, it's a really good way of putting you know, it. Part of the reason why I've never wanted to have kids, yeah. especially the older I get, I'm like, <clears throat> I can't have kids. I'm Steve Agee. I'm a fucking disaster. <laughs> I can't imagine doing it. Yeah. I can barely take care of it's Steve also, Agee. It's also, too, it's <laughs> the hard, if you're going to do it right, it's the hardest thing in the yeah, world. It really and why is. the fuck would it not be? I mean, you're making be. people. Yeah. You're making the most complicated yeah, machinery in the universe. people that are like, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. No. My it's kids not. are great. Your kids are going to be sociopaths. <laughs> and, and, I, and I tell my, in this, because I've had that fear, but I tell myself in the same and I would tell you the same thing because I think that we're similar in this way. We're doing just fine. Mm -hmm. I'm I like I, I can I can tell you I can and I and I don't say it much, but yeah I there is a I carry a burden I carry a burden that I didn't choose but I carry it mm -hmm. and I've learned different ways to carry it. But and I'm I have to tell myself I'm doing fine. Right. I have. And, and and I have made great progress. Right. I have, and that's why, like, therapy, yes. therapy, therapy. Yes. Mm -hmm. it's not trust in the yes. progress. Yes. Trust in the process. Yes. And just know that you're getting somewhere. You're yes. making some headway. And you're all, you know, like... You're swimming and that shark is getting further behind you right. every time you look. And I do want to say, because, like, we are, we are lucky. Like, we have you know, the money to pay for therapists yeah. and the, the stuff. But for people listening who are out there, look, I'm not a doctor, but I do know that there are resources available. You have yes. to do a little bit of online work. Right. You have to do a little there, bit of work. And, and but every there, town, there yes. are clinics with sliding scales. Yes, sliding scales. There are sliding yeah. scale clinics and there are, there are programs and there's a lot of reading that you mm -hmm. can do and there's a lot of group therapy that you can yeah. do, you know? And I would just encourage anyone to like, and, and, and even like things, I mean, things like Al-Anon for people who've like grown up in households with alcoholics and like even if you suffer from depression from that, like, you know, being raised in that kind of Whatever. Those places can be like great resources as well. I don't actually, I've never been to an Al-Anon, but I just, but I just know people. I'm not a doctor, Steve. I do know She's people not. that it has helped and like over, I've had friends that have gone to, yeah. um, 
oh, is it over oh, 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 overeaters anonymous, anonymous? Yeah, OA, which yeah. but that's also it's not just for overeating it can also be for it's all like sort of food related and you know eating issues that people have found yeah i gotta say there was nothing more terrifying than the first time i went to therapy like driving there i was like fucking terrified yeah and after the first session there was nothing more addicting to me than therapy Yeah. yeah i was like oh my god i can say anything to this person yeah and it's giving me results. I feel yeah. fucking mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, I know. And I mean, I do think that one of the things that's so great about like, we coming full circle on the social media vibes, but like one of the things that is so great is that there are these resources uh, online communities that people can like reach out. And I think even just like what your run that got, I mean, it, just, it really, your thing like yeah, it, about depression, like went kind of viral it and like, did. I was very, I was surprised. I think know? it's amazing. Yeah, I think it's really fantastic. It. And I think it's, it's worth saying and then it's worth repeating. And it's worth saying again and then again and again and again until this stigma, if we can, we need to like eliminate this stigma about talking about mental health, about talking about depression and anxiety and, you know, all the things that like so many people go through, not just, you know. And dump the stoic macho bullshit. Right. Well, yeah. that just the, dump it. The macho thing is going to kill it's us ridiculous. all. Ridiculous. You know? yeah. yeah. I mean, it already is. Yeah. But, like, yeah. Yeah. That, it's just, it's like, uh, you know. One one thing that I do one one of the one of the progress things that I'm trying to make in my life now is that I do feel uh, like my relationship with sadness over my life has has held me back, um, and I mean, and it had to in many ways because it did really feel like something that could swallow me. And and I related a lot to like people who have been bit by a dog and they get it. They have a fear of dogs they're scared, and yeah. they're scared. And so there are there are like uh, people in my life that I'm still am nervous about because I just feel like I'm going to get pulled into that fucking abyss, into that sadness, into that like into just that feeling of hopelessness. And, and I, you know, and I would. You know, up until a few years ago, you know, the notion of like, let's go see that tearjerker. I'd be like, what? <laughs> why not fucking let's put nails on our feet? Like, why, why would we yeah. do that? Why would we go somewhere to cry and be sad? And I and I've been trying to give myself permission to feel sadness because, y- you know, it's like if you if you not to be Mr. Analogy, but like if you're not you like if you are just going to like, if you cut out something in your diet, you're, there's other flavors that accompany that thing that you right. cut out. And in your emotional diet, if you're going to say, I'm going to avoid sadness, you're walling yourself off from other things right. and you are li- and you really are letting fear kind of control right. you. So, uh, I mean that, that's a later step kind of issue. Uh, but certainly the first step is, is, is just, telling everybody that would tell you to not pursue feeling better to fuck off just fuck amen. off amen we're no doctors i know but we can say I, fuck yeah, off yeah. To it's that. 12 30 and you have to you, gotta go. you have to yeah. get to the conan show i gotta go be oh, able i gotta be go, funny. go be able to <laughs> well that's no problem you're welcome for this boost we've given <laughs> you i gotta go morning. be able i gotta go be able to not talk <laughs> and my job is 
talk you show announcer type. Shit. I know, I know. I'm going to have to be quiet all day. Uh, people can find you on Twitter. Is it just Andy Richter? Just Andy Richter, yeah. Not just Andy Richter. It's Andy Richter. Yeah, at Andy Richter. Um, thanks for doing it. I love sure, you so much. You guys, I love you. you guys, too. I was happy to do this. Yeah, and I'm happy that you are open about your own struggles because I think that it really does fucking make a difference. It really Huge. does. I, I hope so. It I mean, does. I don't. I don't like you know I like uh, I, I'm not crazy but like I don't want to trot out the particulars of my personal life but I do feel to. like yeah I do feel like I do feel like uh, it, it, like I said before it just struck me how many people yeah. really the, how many people are afraid to go ah maybe I don't need to be so sad right I never get more replies or emails or DMs or just at replies than when we touch on mental illness or when I do someone else's podcast yeah. and talk mm-hmm. about mental illness and just be really open. I n- never get more replies than yeah. when we talk about that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, it literally affects everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or it affects somebody that you yeah. love yeah. or know yeah. or sit so, next to. You're not alone out there. You're not That's alone, right. guys. We love you. All right. We believe in you, pod listener. <laughs> Well, we normally say take everything we say with a grain of salt, but I think we've said some I think important we said some really shit important here that you shouldn't here. say take but with also, a grain of salt. You shouldn't, but you should also like take, you know, take it and go and figure it out. Like you have the ability to do this. Don't I, ignore I it. Don't live with it. You can do stuff yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I believe in you. <laughs> I don't know you, but I believe in you. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks, and thanks. remember, we're no doctors. We're no doctors. Hey everyone, it's me, Steve, AG, you know, <laughs> I'm here to let you know that Starburns Audio has a new survey. Uh, just go to starburns.audio slash survey. Um, we're trying to get to know our listeners a little bit better, uh, and it only takes a few minutes, I promise, but uh, it makes a massive difference to the podcasters at um, Starburns Audio, believe me. We uh, are trying to get to know a little bit more about you, what you like, what you don't like, um, ideas you may have to make things run smoother. Um, This really is a helpful survey um, because currently podcasting is still kind of like the Wild West. We still don't know a lot. It's uh, it's a new medium. Um, So your responses make everything a lot easier. Uh, It's incredibly helpful and uh, incredibly quick. So again, just go to starburns.audio slash survey and uh, fill it out. Help help a brother out. All right. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Let's say uh, Seinfeld was on an island and he was blowing Boris Karloff. What would it what would that be like? (laughs) It might go something like this. Oh, Mr. Koff, I loved you and Frankenstein, and I love giving you a blowjob. Why, Mr. Seinfeld, I'd love having you 